This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to Walsall Fan TV. It's fan chat time. And uh, obviously everything in the garden is rosy and everybody's happy. Um, is that the case? Maybe not. Um, we've got some of our regulars. Um, welcome to the show, Phil. You all right, mate? Uh, Darren, he's yeah. back with us. You all right? Yeah, we're good. And uh, we've got Lee and his daughter, Lily. Hi, Lily. Hi. <laughs> Stop hiding off the screen. You can't do that. <laughs> um, we've got to, I think Dazzy's joining us as well, and we may have a, a special guest arriving at some point, but um. But uh, we'll see. Right then, first of all, um, we set out um, on the last fan chat. In the first 10 games of the season, we got 14 points. And um, between us, we targeted the next 10 games to get another 20 points. We've actually got seven. So that's not good. Um, We had targeted... um, four points well seven points from uh mk dons sutton and gillingham we got four newport crawley mansfield we targeted four we got uh two now four oh we got four we targeted six sorry and um harrogate doncaster forest green barrow we didn't play the doncaster game but uh we targeted two wins and a defeat and we just got one point out of that so uh that's not good is he um we go to phil first um is it all down to the injuries uh no it's not all <laughs> down to the injuries um it hasn't helped um and i think a player who we've missed probably more than anybody um, is Ross Tierney. I think he's been a big miss the last the last few games, but it's you it, it can't put it all down to the injuries. Um, the, the facts don't lie. Um, you know, you've, you've mentioned how many points you've got in the last seven games. The biggest disappointment for me has been the last three home matches. Um, yeah, me too, really. Uh, I mean, the, you, you look at the, the last three home games, Crawley, Harrogate and Forest Green, you'd probably target a minimum seven points from those three games um, yeah. for a team that's going to want to be any anything like challenging this season. 
we took two points from those three games and we only scored one goal in those three matches. Not good enough. None, none, none of the performances in any of those three games were good enough. And throwing, obviously, defeats at Barrow and defeats at Mansfield and a draw at Newport. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a, a pretty desperate run. So the injuries haven't helped, but it's it's certainly not the full story. Yeah. I think the Priest, um, with him being uh, injured, that I think that definitely has had a big bearing on uh, how we've been struggling. Um, twin that with Chris Hussey, who I'm not going to... I'm not going to go on about that again. I think I've mentioned that enough how disappointed I am with Hussey. Um, but the back three that Sadler wanted, um, two of them have not been available. So that's, that's got to be a big uh, problem. And um, we've got uh, Rob with us. We haven't seen Rob for a while. He's had his haircut special. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, not too um, bad. Not, not very well, but yeah, all right. And we have to keep going, don't we? We have to keep going. Um, what we were just saying, Rob, was um, is it all down to injuries that um, it's going wrong for us? Because I think we've conceded a lot of goals um, and three clean sheets, obviously, is uh, is not great. Um, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how much you can blame injuries for it. Obviously, it's part of it, but we've got a squad that Sadler's happy to work with and he should be able to get the best out of him whether there's injuries or not. Yeah. Um, Lee, um, what's your thoughts? Injuries? What? How much of this issue is down to the fact that we've had so many injuries, particularly losing the Priest and Hussey? You've, you've, you've got to give him a little bit of leeway with the injuries because we haven't had probably a settled side for sort of a run of four or five games. So, and I think we had a bit of a chat the other day, didn't we, Simon? And you saying you wasn't overly impressed with uh, Owen Evans. And I said, well, he hasn't been overly impressive, but also he hasn't had the same back four or back five play in front of him for like four or five games. He's had different centre-backs, different full-backs, different formations playing in front of him. So I think that's been part of the problem. But on the flip side of that as well, I think there's been occasions when Sadler hasn't used his subs properly and some of the injuries he's sort of created himself when he's been playing players when they've been too fatigued or they've got a slight injury and he's sort of left them on too long. And then yeah. obviously he's the one who gets to pick the, the starting eleven and the match day squad. So ultimately, it's his responsibility at the end of the day. And just a little bit on this, he took over on the 19th of April. So he's been in the job eight months, which I know isn't long. But before that, he was also a coach at Warsaw for like the previous two seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's brand new to the club and he didn't know which players in the summer he wanted to keep and which ones he wanted to get rid of. He, he was in a unique position where... He knew out of the squad that was ended last season who was good enough to remain this season and who needed to go. And then he had apparently one of the best budgets in recent years to strengthen that squad. So well, I think it has. I think it has been. I think so. So when you put all that together, 
he has to take a lot of the responsibility because he, he's not like he's fresh to the club. And he, and he, he, he need, and I understand people say you need to give him time and he needs two or three transfer windows, but he's been at the club for more than two or three transfer windows already. So he knows the type of players that are already in the building. So yeah. he has to take a bit more responsibility. And he's had, I think, if you include the pre-season friendlies, he's had 34 games in charge. And I don't even think you could say what his definite style of play is after 34 games of being in charge. Okay, uh, I want to I want to come on to details about Matt Sadler. Um, but uh, just before we do that, um, I just want to bring Darren in. And uh, get your thoughts, really. Yeah, um, I, I agree largely with um, what's been said. I think the one little thing just to add is that I think he's brought this um, a lot of this on himself with the recruitment in the summer because it was blindingly obvious to me that we needed, um, especially a right wing. Well, we started with 3 5 2, didn't we? That soon got <laughs> jettisoned um, for the 4 2 3 1 or whatever it is. I think he's just throwing as much muck at the wall to see what sticks at the moment. Um, he's, I think he's under pressure from um, the fans to get Johnson in the team, for example, um, which we've saw recently. But I still think it's ridiculous that he can't fit him in. Um, and uh, like Lee said, I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he spent part of his budget in the summer on, on players like, Doug, I know I keep bringing him up, Douglas James Taylor. Why? I, I think we've all, I mean, especially the last month. Have you, I, yes, Kit. Um, <laughs> season ticket holder, by the way, here with us as well. Um, he yeah. should be in bed. Um, but I just, I, I think he's made a rod for his own back in terms, I think we could have coped a bit better. I mean, the centre-half issue was always going to be a bit difficult. But I think, especially in the middle, like we needed a proper number eight in the, in the summer. And we didn't, we just got Griffiths in, who's way off. That um, he's miles off playing like regular first team football for me. So, yeah, I agree. I think I think yeah, injuries have played a little part, but it doesn't excuse the performances and the way we've tried to play the last. No, well, okay. I'd argue since September. I, I think I think that's a fair point, really. I think the squad selection. Um, I think I've sort of discussed this with uh, definitely with Lee. And uh, perhaps uh, with more of you also. If he wants to play three at the back and have a left-sided left centre-half in Chris Hussey, who's 35, to have no real cover in that position. Obviously, we know what happened with Hussey. But um, to have no real cover in that position was um, a massive, massive error. Um, so as, as far as Sadler's concerned... We've on a bad run of form, um, but the, the players seem to be with him. I know uh, Liam Gordon made a statement recently. Um, McKenty signed a new contract. And the majority of the players in the squad are players that Matt Sadler has signed. So you, you can understand why they're sticking with him. Um, do you think there's anything, uh, Phil? Do you think there's anything, any players that perhaps have given up on Sadler? Um, I don't know about that, but I, I, you know, for me, actions speak a lot louder than words. Um, and players can say what they like in the press. I'll judge them on what they do when they're out on the pitch. Um, and if you want, 
if you take our last league game at Barrow on Tuesday night as, as evidence of who's with Sadler and who's against him, then I think you could probably make a case for quite a few of them not being with him based on that game. Um, to me, it looked like for large periods of the game, it looked like 11 strangers on the pitch without any real plan, without any real strategy, without any real um, idea of, of knowing what they of looking like they knew what they're supposed to be doing. That hasn't been the case in every game this season, but it seems to be more and more the case in some of the games recently. So I'm not particularly interested in what in what players say to the press. They can they, they'll always you know no one's going to come out in the press and say yeah I don't I don't like the manager He's, he doesn't know what he's doing. No one's going to say that. But if you're judging them on what they're doing on the pitch, certainly based on Tuesday night's um, pretty pathetic effort at Barrow, um, I think there's a hell of a lot of questions you've got to ask about about what's going on and how much the players really do um, look like and feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess, really, I think. the um, I want to compare um, Matt Sadler. I know we, we're going to ask some other deep questions, but Mike Flynn, um, around this time of last season... We were 11th in the league. We actually won our next match away to Doncaster, which put us eighth. But then it all fell apart. Um, do we still think it was the right decision to sack him after one win in 20? Anybody disagree with that? Yes. <laughs> I think every, everybody's nodding, yeah. Yeah, you can't do, you can't defend. Like I, I try to give him. I get a lot of um, comments from probably some of the viewers who are on now, like my mate Purse and other people. For like, I gave Flynn more time because I think with the long term injuries to Connor Wilkinson and Labadee and stuff, which cut into his budget, I would say because they would would have been some of the higher earners. I was prepared to give him a bit more leeway, a bit more time, and I think we all kind of wanted him when we when we got him. Um, but this doesn't see. I think the comparison with Flynn is. I don't think it's useful. I think it's more useful to compare him to Matt Taylor because it seems it's exactly the same. I don't see any difference at all. Interesting. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with what Daz has said. Um, by the end of. I went to Harrogate when I think we lost 3 0, 3 1. Don't even know what it was. I just remember it being freezing cold and crap. Um, <laughs> but by that, I had got shorts on to be fair. But by that point, uh, there was now coming back from the start of football we were playing. You could see the players weren't bothered. They weren't really listening to what they were being told to do, and there was a change needed. But like, when you think about it, obviously we've been taken over by these American Canadians. Um, but again, it, it was the cheap appointment in the summer again which is what we've been used to, no matter kind of who's been in charge for the past 25, 30 years. Yeah. And, okay, Sadler's not doing very well, but if, if and when we get rid of Sadler, does anybody really believe that we're not going to go for a cheap option again? I, I suppose that's the, uh, that's the crux of it, really. I think, um, question for Lee, coming on to Matt Sadler, really. Um, I've had a couple of chats with people recently on this. Is the style of play better under Matt Sadler than it was under Mike Flynn? Now, 
Now, let me let me just give you my very quick thoughts first. I think it's better, but I've got no facts to uh, substantiate my opinion. <laughs> what do you think, Lee? Um, again, I think in patches, we've showed we can compete on, on our day. I mean, the win against Stockport, the win against Gillingham shows that and, and the way we came back against Salford. And at Salford, Ewey changed the sort of formation at half-time to get us back into that game. I was encouraged by that. And I was thinking, yeah. has the penny finally dropped? And he's learnt. Because realistically, we could have gone into that game, uh, into the half-time of that game, three or four down, the way Salford were playing in that first half. Yeah. But luckily, we was only the one down. So it gave him time to change. And we come out and we, we win that game. And then you think, as he turned the corner, as he learned, and are we going to sort of kick on from there? And then he sort of took a step back or a couple of steps back. And I don't know why. I would have thought after that, himself and the squad would have got confidence to kick on and play better. But then we have like the Sutton game, the Wimbledon game, where... Like I think Phil's already said, it's sort of like eleven players on the field that didn't even look like they've been playing together, and then yeah. it's like what's happened there. So in patches, yes, the football has been better, but also in more patches, the football's probably been worse than it was last year. Yeah, I think defensively, obviously. Um, just coming to Lily, um, what do you think of the uh, the overall play this season compared to last season, ignoring our fact that we can't defend at all um i think like games like the judingham game like make you like see that they can play good football but then there's other times when it's like worse than last season was but i think it's there's a lot more games that we've done worse this season than we've improved yeah but i think like a lot of that has to do with like him like, like, I don't agree with some of the subs and the timings that he makes the subs all the time. I think yeah. he leaves them a bit too late. He's quite reactive, isn't he? He doesn't sort of uh, get into the detail. I think the Salford that Lee's mentioned is uh, a perfect example of a manager who knows things aren't working and he changes it, a smart change that has a massive effect. But I think other than that game, has he done that in any other game? No. Or he has, but he's left it to like the 79th, 80, 83rd minute. And then we've sort of not had time to sort of get anything out of it. I think it sort of happened in the Harrogate game when it was sort of nil-nil. And he sort of made the change, but it was like the sort of 83rd, 84th minute, wasn't it? Minutes, yeah. and, then, and then Harrogate go and get the goal. And then you haven't got no time then to sort of get anything out of that game. So he has left it late. And, and again... I think some of these comments where he's made earlier in the season about Draper looking tired, and I was about to take him off, but he then goes again and gives me some more. But then, obviously, Draper picks up the injury. So it's like, can you really believe in him that he's going to learn and take us forward? Sorry, Simon. I thought if, if, if I could see, because I've been to every single game Matt Salah's been in charge of, I haven't missed the game. Since he's took over, I've been to every single game. And I can honestly say, and people can disagree with me, I haven't seen us improve. And that's over like 
32, 33 games. If over that sort of spectrum of games, if you're not improving or you can't see there's an improvement, then it's never going to improve, is it? Over a 46-game season plus the cup games, it's not improving. And I've been to every single game, and I can honestly say we're not getting any better. If anything, we're getting worse. We're going backwards. Um, I'll go go to Phil with that. Um, have you seen any improvement since the start of the season? Uh, not really. No, there's. I think like the others have said already. There's been there's been flashes of hope in certain matches, um, but we've got 21 points from 19 games. We're averaging just over a point a game. Um, the fact the facts just do not lie. So if you want to talk about are we improving as a team? No, we're not. Um, you know, we, we we mentioned sort of a little bit tongue in cheek, didn't we, about this this comment about the steady incremental progress that Travella talked about and how the fact that we've we've improved by one point a season over the last three seasons. Yeah. So even to improve on last season, we need fifty six points, um, which means we're going to need to get thirty five points out of the next twenty seven games. That's just to improve on last season by one point. Can any of us confidently say we can see that happening from this point? Because I, I can't. You know, I I was a little bit more optimistic at the start of the season based on certain performances and certain victories. Um, but we, we're just seeing that the, the same issues that we've seen before under previous managers just resurfacing again. Um, and it's just it's just so frustrating and so annoying. I mean, they, I mean. You know, we. I know I'm not exactly breaking the, uh, you know, the the the, um, you know, the punditry world apart here. When I say we just need to win more games, we've, <laughs> you know, we've only won five games this season. We've only won eight league games out of forty three in twenty twenty three, and that that's just, you know, it, you're never going to go anywhere with that record. The winning mentality that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I just want to go to Rob. I've um, got a comment here from Stephen Jarvis. Um, I think a lot of players have lost their faith in Sadler and are conf- as confused as us on his decisions. Um, the specifics of that, I want to see whether you can think into Matt Sadler's mind a little bit. Um, against Forest Green and Harrogate, we played one up front at home. And then he played two up front away to Barrow, which is confusing. And then perhaps the highlight of the Harrogate of the Forest Green Rovers game was Ronan Mayer, who had a good sixty minutes. Perhaps shouldn't have come off. And then against Barrow, he doesn't get looking. He doesn't even get on the pitch at all. What do you think, Rob? I agree. I don't. <laughs> He's been like somebody said earlier. He's been at the club for for how many years? So he's been there as a coach. Now, if you're a good coach, you'd get picked up and move higher up for a start. But he's been he's been there for a few years. He's obviously been with some of these players, and obviously going into a head coach job or a manager's position when you've been working or on the same level as some of these players in the past is difficult anyway. So one, have they got the respect for him in that sense? It's the uh, the old poacher turn gamekeeper thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and he doesn't come across. He doesn't come across as the kind of guy that would inspire you. He's not the kind of guy that comes across as though he'll give you a, a ticking off if you needed one. He seems, and I'm not comparing him to Sven Goran Eriksson, but he seems that kind of guy who's quite reserved and quite quiet. 
Um, but like many of the managers we've had in the past few seasons, um, he doesn't seem to know his best starting lineup, his best formation. His substitutions are sometimes like you get on Football Manager where you're chasing a game and you take your two strikers off for replacement with just two strikers you got on the bench just to see what happens. And it's just, it's just nuts. Like it, it doesn't make sense. So I mean, if the players haven't got any clue, we're bound to have no clue. I mean, but again, it goes back to the same question: who who are we going to get now that's going to do anything any better? Because they'll just look at us over the past few seasons, but no, not touching Morsel at all, unless you're desperate. It is a it is a frustrating one. Um, just coming to Darren. Um, my biggest concern with Sadler and why I think perhaps his time is up it is the, the, the selection and substitutions, but his management of players. Um, Danny Johnson mm-hmm. is arguably the most uh, productive striker we have. And then a player that we sort of, you might not even recognise the name because we've seen so little of him. Aramidi Oti looked absolutely excellent every time he came on and couldn't get a start for us. I know he's injured now and he's had surgery. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would be a massive player for us. Why did he not get a game? Uh, well, I think he started off with that 3 5 2, didn't he? And he didn't trust him as the left wing back or a forward for some unknown reason. I don't know. Um, but I, I just want to go just on playing style. I've, I've got here. Um, what Ben Boycott promised right, in the <laughs> oh, summer. I've seen this on Twitter recently. Yeah, yeah. So this is what he promised in his letter. Clear playing identity. We want our supporters and community to come and watch our team compete, knowing not only that the players are always ready to give them 100%, which is fair enough, but that the match will be enjoyable to watch with a clear identity of play. We'll allow our actions to speak... Uh, we, we will allow our actions on the pitch to speak in this area as opposed to spelling it out here. But suffice to say, we want an aggressive, high-paced, high-energy team that plays on the fun, front foot and is disciplined in transition. I have not seen a, probably a half against Crew and Salford, perhaps, where we've played with and Gillingham at home. To be fair, we pressed quite high against Gillingham. But other than that, I genuinely think he's just trying anything at the moment to kind of... Um, see what works because he doesn't know. Um, I think he's got pre- going back to your question. I think he knows that the fans are all behind Danny Johnson. I, 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 I think he's like you know he's got his shirts um, printed, which I can't remember the last time a player had um, for us. So I think I think that Barrow game he, that was a fallout from the um, the Forest Green game where we you know what was that song they were singing in the in the lower tier. Um, he hates uh, Danny Johnson. He's a red. He hates Sadler. I mean, yeah. it's going one. He's lost the fans, hasn't he? Unfortunately, um, and I think that's a product of the fact that he wasn't really wanted in the first place. So I think the patience level has been like thinner than for Flynn or even Taylor, to be honest with you. But uh, so I think his man management of Johnson is interesting. I think he's, as you mentioned, I was amazed Mayer wasn't involved at all especially when we were chasing the game at Barrow as well. I don't understand that one. Um, but just just to then, I, I don't know if it'll segue to your next bit, but it's only been the last couple of games where I've actually thought, hang on a second, we could be in a relegation battle here. Because if um, we get we'll, an we'll get into that detail when we look yeah. at the uh, the games we've got coming up. Yeah. 
Um, so this one's uh, to Lee and Lily. Um, I know you've, as you say, you've been to every game. What you've said to me is Gary Waddock is in Sadler's ear all game, every game, and Sadler is just not listening to him. Well, we don't know whether he's listening to him or not, do we, Simon? Because you'll never know. But I've seen in the past few weeks where people say Gary Waddock's just sitting there and he's doing nothing. All the games I've been to, Gary Waddock has been saying stuff to Matt Sadler. Now, whether he's saying the right thing or the wrong thing, or whether Matt Sadler's listening to Gary Waddock and then it's not working, or he's not listening to Gary Waddock and not doing it, we'll never know. But for people to say Gary Waddock's not doing anything, he is. Because I think a lot of people forget the EFL and the Premier League change the rules where you can only have the one person standing up in the technical area. So that's why if you've got Matt Sadler standing there, all the rest of them have got to be sitting down. But every game I've been to, I've seen Gary Waddock at one stage or other, either in the first half, on the way to the half time, in the second half, talking to Sadler and Boyfield as... Whether they've taken any, whether he's taken any notice of what they're saying, we'll never know. But he has said, or he, he's giving it his, his opinion. But obviously, does Matt Sadler take on board those points, or whether uh, he's just ignoring it and he, he's he's that sort of blinkered, sort of like how Matt Taylor was that he's going to do it his way, and and that's the the only way to go. I think with uh, with Matt Taylor. I think uh, the ghost, I always forget his name. You remember him, don't you? Yeah. McDonald, I think. I didn't see McDonald really supporting him that well. I I could be wrong. As you say, we weren't there with jumping training and that sort of thing. But Gary Waddock definitely seems to be a lot more involved in trying to support him. Yeah, I'll say so. Um, So... Maybe I think Matt Sadler perhaps is being a little bit stubborn, and uh, as we say, he's just got all his coaching badges and he wants to put it into practice. Um, so maybe that's why he's not fully listening. Um, going from three five two to four two three one, he really resisted that for as long as he could until he hadn't got three centre halves he could put on the pitch. He even played Taylor Allen as a left centre back, which <laughs> sort of. As as mad as any possible thing you could imagine. Um, is it? Would it be the right thing to get rid of Matt Sadler? Is um, is really the big question? Um, um, uh, the abandoned hunter is saying there the problems lie deeper at our club, and I think for a long time. Yeah, I think sometimes. I was talking to a guy, um, Sam Burton, and he was saying we shouldn't get rid of Sadler. We can't keep just getting rid of managers the moment things are a little bit tough. Um, so should we should we keep him or is it time to move on? Um, I go to Darren. And we, yeah. we get, Daz is, Daz, hey. Daz is here. <laughs> yeah, just to make it difficult now with the two Darrens or Daz and Darren. That's it. We can, uh, we can, <laughs> we've got the Daz and the Darren duo yeah. now. But uh, we'll, yeah. we'll stick with Darren. Yeah. Stick with Darren uh-huh. for a second. 
just to what Rob mentioned this earlier, and I think you've alluded to it earlier. Um, as much as I think it was a pointless appointment, I have zero confidence in anyone at the club making a decision that will result in a successful appointment. I don't. We're like a gravity well for um, players and managers. They come here and we they seem to get worse. Um, so I think it's something in built into the club. And just uh, you know, we've got Lee Pomlet still around. We've got Gamble. I know Mole's gone. We didn't get a send off, which was a shame uh, at the last game. But these people have admit Lee Pomlet admitted that he knows nothing about football, and that was the reason he got a director of football in. And he's mentoring people who've never run a football club or know anything about football. And there's Matt Jordan, who's 5,000 miles away, coming to Drogheda and Walsall every so often. I don't trust these people to make a decision, to be honest with you. I like it's just, I, I see it as completely pointless. Um, Sadler will only go, I think, um, if we're in any sort of relegation trouble, which we could be in the next few weeks. <laughs> I think, I think I might have an answer for that in a second. Um, Earlier on, Darren, um, you were uh, read out the speech that Ben Boycott made about yeah. the style of football we we're going to play yeah. and uh, how we're going to be attacking teams, front foot and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that was a superb statement and a superb vision. But um, where I, is Ben I, Boycott? Yeah, I think we'll get a... I think we'll get a letter soon in the next week or two, which will be like, friends, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I honestly think we'll get one in the next week or two because um, I know a lot of people have emailed Graham Whitaker, the, the supporter liaison officer in the last week or two, um, and not got a reply. They've got replies if you ask about the kit or something in the club shop. But there seems to be some... I mean, we've been through this before, haven't we? We know they don't like criticism. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't invite Turner Graham onto the show. Um, oh, yeah, he, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but uh, he, um, he, said, he said no, thank you. But I did ask oh, for another comment about his thoughts on Sadler. But you think you'd think a support no liaison officer would be interested in liaising with fans, but anyway, um, I yeah, so just to go back to you, just to finish, I, I. I understand the whole thing about, you know, you can't keep sacking managers and stuff, but if it comes to the point where it's our league, like, status on the line, then he's, unfortunately, he's got to go. Okay. Um, welcome, Daz. Um, I know you've had a busy old day, so thank you for joining us. Um, what's your thoughts at the moment on Matt Sadler? Are you uh, on the in-brigade or the out-brigade? I was, I was firmly on the in-brigade until... Uh, about a week ago, um, but uh, I, my glass is less than half full now. My glass um, feels like it needs topping up. I think um, I, I, Barrow was a was a watershed for me. I was one of the hundred and five with Lee, and uh, to see a team with so so le less resources than we've got be light years in front of us. To, to, to they won individual battles all over the pitch. They were light years in front of us. Suggest that, um, that I, I, it was a term that I, I saw on on Twitter a while ago that the sum of the whole is less than the individual parts that Sam <laughs> yeah. is working with, and that's a problem for me. Yeah, um, I was I was similar. I've been uh, I've been on the fence for a while, and. Um, wobbling uh, a lot but i sort of think we are at a point now and uh, darren mentions sort of 
he thinks the uh, the hammer might fall if they think we're in a relegation fight. Um, I just want to just have a look through this now. If we're looking at the bottom seven, um, us and Salford, two points from the last five games. Everybody else has got more points than us in the last five games. If that happens in the next five games, we'll be 22nd teetering on the relegation places. And um, I know whether you dare look at who we've got coming up, but um, where's the next points coming from? Um, next five National games. League. Sorry, go on. The National League. <laughs> well, <laughs> not to count your way. Now, Simon, on that one, it'll be the most Warsaw thing ever. We go there and get a win. We thought that with Barrow, and then uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I would I would say probably sort of a few weeks ago, I would say we probably could go there and give Notts County a, a game. But and I think I mentioned it to you the other night, and I think Darren won't mind me saying this, but when we was at Barrow, me and Darren was having a little chat. And Darren said, if you give me a 3-0 defeat now, I'll bite your hand off. <laughs> so I think that says it all, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that is trouble. Um, I say we've got Notts County away, Tranmere at home. Tranmere are improving. They've got eight points in the last five games. So if they carry on that in the next five games, they'll be well clear of us. Then we've got Accrington away, Crew at home. Wrexham at home, and then Grimsby away on January 1st. So, how many points are we going to get out of that? Depends how many goals we score. That's the problem we've got at the minute. Um, at the start of the season, I know we weren't necessarily winning, but one of the things that we did have was we were scoring goals. Like obviously, Blackburn we scored three. We were conceding a lot, but we were scoring a few as well, which might have helped us if it had been in this period now, but we're not really scoring, so to get points, you got to score goals. But that that run of fixtures is difficult. It looks difficult. Phil, what do you reckon? How many no, that, points are we going to get? Um, well, that kind of goes back to what I said earlier on. That's why I think those last three home games are so important that we actually got some results from them. Bearing in mind what we've got coming up, if we'd have got, like we said, seven nine points out of the last three home games, it would have kept the wall from the door a little bit, and uh, um, you know. If we'd gone to Notts County and lost and gone to Accrington and not got a result, then it wouldn't have looked as bad. But the fact is, is that we, we're going into a, probably our, arguably our toughest run of um, fixtures of the season on the back of a pretty terrible run, as we said earlier, three points from six games. Yeah. So if we take that form into into these games, then, I mean, and, and the other thing as well is, I mean, yeah, okay, let, let's say we sneak a win at Notts County or we, we get a win somewhere. If we get, even if we get five or six points from the next five games, where are we going to be in the league? We're still only going to be lower mid-table. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the point for me is, do we see a squad and do we see a team that's capable of going on a prolonged run that's going to get us away from where we are now and, and up to where we all hope and want us to be? And and that, that for me, is, 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 you know, again, going back to what I said earlier about eight wins from 43 league games. We're only averaging one win in every five or six games at the moment. So until 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 we, you know, 
cure these problems and we, we, we're just going to carry on um, sort of bumbling along the way the way we are or worse if this run does continue um, as I say we, we are going to be in a relegation battle I think um, David Lynch has just made a comment Sadler has had his chance and failed miserably get rid now it was a it was an experiment to uh, bring Matt Sadler in internal appointment someone who knew the club well um, perhaps for the uh, the higher echelons of the club, um, the likes of uh, Stefan Gamble and Lee Pomlet, it was perhaps a, a comfortable appointment because he they knew he wouldn't particularly ruffle any feathers. So they made an easy appointment rather than bringing in somebody who's going to kick and scream. Um, and that's that's the problem now, isn't it? But I think with the run that Walsall are on at the moment, this is. This is quite a deep question, really. With the run we're on at the moment, is it possible for a manager to stop that tailspin? And what kind of managers do that? Um, or is it a change of manager? And uh, We've seen Grimsby, Colchester and Tranmere have already changed the manager this year. Um, go to Daz. Are you on mute, mate? I thought you'd be quiet. I thought you'd contemplating for a second, but you're on mute. <laughs> I can. I sound That's better like on mute. To make a lot more sense on mute. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of torn. I'm, I'm, I'm very torn. I think. I think he's kind of. I don't see how he turns it round for what it's worth. But uh, you have to remember, we're still paying. We're still paying Flynn and Hartswell, and we've only just finished paying off. Or the managers, you know, every sack another manager, and it's another one on the budget that you've got to carry. So, um, I, for, for me, I, I, I think Dar, Darren is is right when he says they. Um, so long as the 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 the, the spectre of relegation doesn't come too much, I think they'll bumble it along. I think we're already planning for next year. For what it's worth, I think um, this season's gone, done, and dusted. Apart from a relegation kind of fight. And uh, you you start planning for next year already? Yeah, I think I think part of Lee's. You tell me, Lee. I think you sort of mentioned it. I think if we did change a new manager now, what's what's he going to be able to achieve? Well, it's it's the position you're in at the moment. If the sort of the managers you'd be looking at and the ones that are, are probably out of work because we wouldn't go for anybody who's in work because, like Darren's just said. We wouldn't be able to afford to pay the compensation for that. So it'd be somebody who's out of work. They'll be looking and going, do they want to come and be involved in a relegation battle? And are they going to get much money or resources come January to like strengthen the squad? If they've got the only, they've got the squad is what they're going to have, then that, that will put some managers off. But I, I do also think there's managers out there who could get more out of our squad at the moment. And, I think he's made too many mistakes. Uh, I mean, sort of, he's got this for the last few games now. And again, we, we only see the games. We don't see what's happening in training. But he's got Big Dave playing at right back. And we've got Joe Forks, who's a right back. And yeah. we can argue and debate whether Joe Forks has got enough experience or he's old enough or, or anything like that. But he's surely as good as Dave, if not better, 
at a right back because Dave's a centre back and he's been sort of chipped out to right back to fill that sort of gap. And Joe Fawkes is there sitting on the bench. I mean, if I was Joe Fawkes, I'd be thinking, what am I doing this season? I might have well seen the kidding me instead or gone out on loan again because he, he's already featured. I mean, Joe Fawkes, Joe Fawkes is our player um, and he's got more games under his belt than uh, a Kagbu. That's what I mean. And he's, he's okay. We can say he's inexperienced and he's young, but he's he's trained as a right back. That's his position, and that's his, going to be his position going forward for the, the next number of years. So, and especially against Barrow, the, the amount of times that Dave was on his arse because he got turned inside out, and then you got Joe Forbes warming up at the side. He, he must be thinking, what do I need to do to just get a run of games? I got, that's that's my problem with Matt Sad. I think if we brought in another manager, if we get somebody else who comes in, I think they would see that and sort that out almost straight away. And again, I don't know whether Joe Fawkes is up to it and he would be any better than Dave, but he hasn't even tried, has he? He just keeps going with Dave. I mean, I know the game at Alfreton got called off, but Dave was going to play right back there. Joe Fawkes, when he was on loan at Kidderminster, was playing against teams like Alfreton yeah. week in, week out, and on them sort of pitches... And he's used to them sort of conditions more than probably what Dave is coming from, like the under twenty threes at Stoke. But he wasn't going to put him in that game either. It's just that's that's where he, uh, he's lost it with me. Sadler. It's just the, the decisions he comes up with like that. He's just crazy. But I think we won't get anybody else in Simon because I think anybody half decent manager would probably come in, and we've already mentioned it. They would rush uh, ruffle too many. Feathers higher up the, the pyramid. And I don't mean like Ben Bypot and Matt Jordan. I'm on about Stephen Gamble and I'm on about Lee Pomlet, right? Stephen Gamble and this club has been in this club for like the last 15 years and he's had an easy run, hasn't he? Right? Basically, yeah. with Trevella coming in now, he's basically calling the shots while Trevella on here because there's nobody else above Stephen Gamble at the, at the club in present. He's, he's the man who's day to day running the operation. Matt Sadler was an easy appointment for him because he could sort of get Matt Sadler just to do and go along with what he wants. You imagine a more experienced manager coming in now and having a discussion with uh, Stefan Gamble. It, it, they wouldn't last. They wouldn't last like a month, mate, because I wouldn't put up with him. Well, that, that's why Daryl Clark uh, jumped ship, isn't he? Well, that's part of the reason, isn't it? Yeah. Selling, selling his two best players... When he was trying to get promoted, that probably didn't help. But I mean, there's finances around that, so we sort of understand that to a point. Um, Super Sadler's Seb is uh, comparing the Barrow performance to the Scunthorpe one under the uh, Matt Taylor. Um, not an it's not an unfair comparison. He talks <laughs> no. about it. He talked about it earlier on. You know, I, I said that was, and I know Daz has already said it as well about how. It was a watershed moment for him. They they look like eleven blokes who've never played together before on Tuesday night. What um, he's he's asked the question as well. What do we think of the DJ situation? Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, has he been correct to not play DJ? Um, I'm just going to give you some uh, facts. Now, um, these facts might come across slightly unfair. But um, DJ, um, three goals from 19 shots, um, 16% scoring rate. What do you reckon of that? Three goals from 19 shots. That's not a great return, is it? Um, I, I think we, we, we talked about this quite a bit on the last one, didn't we? I, th I think when you're playing a 4-2-3-1, with a fit Freddie Draper as, as your lone striker. I can understand why DJ doesn't start, but what I couldn't understand was why he never came on. Um, yeah. you know, I think there were several games where he, he, he never set foot on the pitch, which, I, which I, I couldn't get. But again, goes back to recruitment. We recruited for 3-5-2 to play two strikers up front, of which DJ would have been one of them. Yeah. And that wasn't working. So we've we've come away from that, and which has seen him out of the team. Um there's, there's obviously, yeah, there, there's obviously no, I mean, something fundamental about Danny Johnson that Matt Sadler just doesn't doesn't like yeah. or doesn't the just, reason why he doesn't want to play him. Just completing that comparison, DJ three goals from nineteen shots, where Draper has got eight from twenty one. So Draper is far more clinical. Yeah, Draper's been Draper's been great, um, and you know we we missed him the games he wasn't playing, um, but. Like I say, I, I, the games where he's played Jamil Matt and Danny and um, Douglas James Taylor and left Danny Johnson on the bench, I just I just don't see that at all. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, just Hutch Hutch by comparison, we this will probably not surprise you at all. Um, Hutch six goals from fifty-one shots. That's like me playing darts, that is. I'll get the ball eventually. And uh, Tommy Knowles, one goal from 20 shots. You can see where we can play Harrogate and have like 26 shots and not get any on target when you got most of those were from Hutch and uh, Tommy Knowles. And um, we talked about the comparison with Mike Flynn. We were doing quite well up till January when uh, DJ and Liam Bennett went. What happens to Warsaw if Draper and Tierney go back in January? This is this is the problem we've got with the managerial situation now, right? So you stick with Sadler, we're in a losing mentality. Ability-wise, our squad isn't a bad squad. So a good manager should be able to get a bit of a tune out of you. So if you stick with Sadler, got a losing mentality, we lose a few more games and we end up 21st, 22nd, 23rd, whatever. What happens in January? Who's going to want to come to Warsaw? 
with the threat of a relegation to the National League on your CV. So do you, do you stick with him and hope that it picks up or do you twist and try and get somebody in to give him a kick up the arse and get a new manager bounce and maybe a couple of better players in? But this is where it gets a bit sticky for the people who've made that decision as well. So obviously Gamble, for example, who's leading the operation while everybody's away. It, it's going to get a bit sticky, I think, if we lose the next few games and they still keep him in the post because who, he, who he's going to want to come to our football club when we're that low down? I think we need, if they are going to make a change, they've got to make a change before, well, at the end of the year. So maybe Matt Sadler does have um, another f- couple, two or three games. Uh, so I think he's, I think a pinch point could be that Tranmere home game. Because if we get lamped at Notts County, if, you know, as Lee said earlier, it'd be very Warsaw for us to go there and win and then we lose hope. the next three. Yeah. But we hope. Um, but I think if we did get a lamp in at Notts County and then did couldn't beat or lose a home to Tranmere, I think he's in some trouble. And I think that would be the time to replace him because if we can get, you know, it takes a week or two to get, well, <laughs> took took us five weeks, didn't it, last year, to get in a manager. They get the January window then to kind of tweak, um, to try and get us up the table and they can look at the squad a bit. Um, so for me, it, it's going to have to be soon um, because it, then it becomes desperate. If it's a February, March, April, Scunthorpe, sort of, as someone mentioned earlier, I was, I was, I went to Scunthorpe for that game. It's one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so I think if it, it might have to be before January, perhaps, um, to give the, a potential hypothetical new person a chance. I think the thing is, a, a new guy is going to want to look at the players. I suppose a guy who's available, he's probably fully aware of the whole squad already, isn't he? They'll be looking now, I guess. Be interested, mm-hmm. you would think. Um, but you'd want to sort of have a look at things before you make a decision. But Matt Sadler will be discussing his targets for January already. Um, so if you're not careful, you're going to be bringing in players that Matt Sadler wants, and then Matt Sadler's not going to be here. So that's uh, that's another another challenge. It's another challenge, isn't it? Anyone for uh, Graham Wesley? I don't know why he's just coming into my head for some reason. <laughs> Graham Wesley. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking, uh, was it Mark Bonner, uh, Cambridge manager, has yeah. worked with uh, Gary Waddock as long as he didn't fall out with him. That would be uh, a very smooth transition if that was to happen. Ainsworth for me, Simon. If we can get some nice cowboy boots down Warsaw, and uh, I, I think it needs a character personally, someone to drag people with them on a journey. Um, because I think it's just very boring at the moment, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it, I don't think he'd come here in a million years. That's the <laughs> that's the problem. Who? Who are you talking about? Um, Gareth Ainsworth. Sorry, I, I must have clicked myself. Oh, Gareth Ainsworth. He's, he's started yeah, singing again, hasn't he? Reference, yeah. <laughs> he oh, yeah, he started singing again, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, in a bar, I used to, well, I used to live in Trondheim in Norway, and he, he goes to the, the three three lines English pub in Trondheim all the time to, to sing. <laughs> I, I, I do think it needs a character. I, I, I think it needs, some, like, a character or something to drag people along with them, but I, I just... I just can't see, as you mentioned, just like 
who in the right mind is going to come here? But I guess if you're des if you're desperate and out of work, then <laughs> you know you might jump at it. But I I'm just very very disillusioned with it all. Yeah. I've always like the last few seasons. Obviously, we've had you've gone Matt Taylor, we've had Matt Sadler, obviously inexperienced, and then we've had Flynn and Daryl Clark, obviously pretty experienced, got good records. It always amazes me. Whenever you come to Warsaw, I think Daz mentioned it earlier. For some reason, they seem to get worse, and it can't—it can't be the managers because they're not bad managers. Like especially Flynn and Clark, they're not bad managers. Like they've got promotions, they've got teams into playoffs, but then they come to Warsaw, and it just doesn't happen. And it can't—it can't be the manager. It can't be the person. There's got to be something that's causing that to happen. Higher up, like a comment was made earlier, and I can't put my finger on what it is or how it's happening. But they're not. You don't just. You don't turn up at WS One and become a bad manager. I agree. Well, let me go to Daz for the reply there. I, I, I'm with Rob all the way. Um, I think the entire culture of a football club needs to change, and you don't change it. Um, I thought the letter. I was more sympathetic on the letter in the summer than most. I thought it was a start. But but the, the culture, there's something within the club that's wrong. Defeat, I said this to Lee yesterday, defeat is not an imposter for for this team or or previous teams. I think we've won 40 games in the last four seasons, which sounds a lot, but it ends you end up about 17th or 18th. You know, mediocrity is acceptable at Warsaw Football Club. Don't argue with me, it is. You know, and regression has become the norm. And... Uh, and uh, the, for me, the whole culture from the very bottom of the football club or the very top of the football club, whichever way you want to go, needs to change, needs to change. Um, it's de defeated, defeated. You, we just blink and move on to the next one and then blink and then move on to the next one. And uh, it's uh, it, somebody needs to, a big character, as Rob says, needs to come and shake the place from top to bottom. Mm. And that's uh, that's not Matt Sadler, is it, Phil? No. And uh, can I just following off? I agree hundred percent with what with what Rob and um, Daz have just said. Um, following on a little bit from that, um, yesterday um, I actually saw Lee at Chase Town yesterday with the Warsaw game being called off. We uh, unbeknown, but we we bumped into each other there. Um, so I went to Chase Town yesterday. They were they were reopening their uh, ground. It was their first home game of the season. They've had a lot of ground improvements. They put a three G pitch in. I paid 10 quid to get in, saw a really entertaining game of football, it was 3-2, um, saw a load of mates that I, I know from various places through through football there, um, had, a, had something to eat, had a few beers after the game, didn't feel like I was getting ripped off every time I went to buy a pint or um, get some food. Um, and I got home last night after that game and thought to myself, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that afternoon, it was a really good afternoon. I certainly enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I did the previous Saturday afternoon against Forest Green. And this is where the club and Travail have got to be really careful because we're all, you know, on here, we're all rabid Warsaw fans. But I'm wobbling at the moment. And when the early birds come out next season, I, I you know, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I would say I'm 50-50 at the moment about what I do next season. And I've been a season ticket holder since I can remember. Um, and I know I'm not the only personally feels that way and, and when you've got you know i class myself as a very loyal supporter i've been I, I go to every home game and i've, I've been to 
you know, I don't miss many away games either. And I, I'm going to need convincing next season that something something is going to change because it almost feels feels like I've fallen it fallen for it a little bit the last few years in terms of, you know, okay, we've got Daryl Clark and we'll go with that. We've got Michael Flynn and we'll go with that. We've got Matt Taylor and we'll go with that. I, I, I'm at the point now where if if let's say we you know they they keep Matt Sadler they they bumble along kind of where they are with that because I I agree with that what Darren said earlier. I think they will drag this out with Matt Sadler. I think they'll drag it out as long as they can without, uh, if it gets to the point where we're in, we are in a relegation dogfight, he'll go. If we don't get to that point, I think they will drag it out. And if we're in that situation come early bird time next season, I've got to say, I'm not, I'm not completely convinced I'll get a season ticket. And I know that, that there's a lot of other people feeling that way. And they're, they're, at, the, they're at a point now where they're, they're pushing away loyal supporters and not giving them anything to sort of hang their hats on. And I think that's really sad. That's uh, that's very difficult, I think. I want to go to Lily next. Um, for for us older fans, we, we remember some good times. Um, other than 2006, 2007, with a promotion with Richard Money, Dickie Dosh. Um, for young fans... What's what's your thoughts, Lily? Before 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 Lily starts, right? It was my fault. So I mean, I started taking her when she was five. So she, she's seventeen this year. So the last twelve years, it's been my fault that I took her. I mean, I have said to her on a few times she could phone up Esther Ranson and sort of put a complaint in, right? <laughs> but on a serious note, like Phil just said, the, the twelve years Lily's been going, it hasn't been the best, has it? No. I, I can remember. I can remember our days out when we've been to the Millennium Stadium. When I went to Man United, when we played Chelsea, when we played West Ham, when yeah. we played when we played Stoke in the the playoff finals, in the semi final. When we've uh, when we played Crew in the semi final, things like that. You know what I mean? I've I've had promotions. I've been and seen promotion races. Really, <laughs> I've seen nothing really. But from going from sort of yeah. So, so uh, Lily, have you got Childline on speed dial? <laughs> yeah. No, it's because when I first started going, I remember one of the first seasons that he ever taught me to was the year before we got relegated. And I remember one of the last seasons, one of the, like, the last games of that, it was good. But it just, like, there hasn't been anything, like, really exciting or promising that I've seen the past couple of years especially it's it's been the same kind of like you're just clinging on and you're just like you're okay with mid table but you're not going for anything better which that is like it, it just makes it a bit like what's the point in going yeah i know uh, Stephen struggles Stephen struggles with it part of um part of my uh, thing with taking Stephen, i think in life, and uh, you know the mantra of the channel, the joy and the pain, I think in life you need to understand that it's not all sunshine and roses and uh, things aren't always going to go well. Mm. But, I mean, supporting Walsh at the moment feels like uh, as it's all pain, now joy, isn't it? And that's that's the problem. It's how, how long do you want to endure the pain with uh, no sign of joy? We all know there's uh, local Premier League teams that are doing far better, have much better atmospheres, 
And uh, here we are, punching for the underdog, uh, which is Warsaw. But um, sure the underdog is not landing a punch um, for a long time. It's uh, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. I'm with I'm with Phil um, when he was saying about renewing his season ticket. So I've already got to that point. So last season, I said I wasn't going to get one this season um, until they gave me something. To, to go back for. So whether that was pushing for playoffs like by Christmas this year, I said to a couple of mates, like if we're hovering around, I might get one. Obviously we're nowhere near, so I'm not going to bother. It's just, I was only going last season towards the end because it was already paid for. And like, I live in Stafford, so it's not a million miles away, but I was having to make the effort to finish work, travel there, travel back. I mean, most of the time I was just sat in my seat for 90 minutes. Wouldn't even get up if we scored because we'd lose. But like, I just lost all enthusiasm for it. I mean, I've watched... And this sounds bad, don't shoot me. I've been to as many Wolves, ga- Wolves games this season as I've been to Warsaw games live. And uh <laughs> that's been there. You don't want to be playing on here. I have I've watched I've watched us play. Um I've been in various different locations for the purpose of I follow uh, when I have watched. But uh I've got no I've got no reason to go back to the stadium to watch. Do you know what I mean? They're not giving me anything to watch. The prices have gone up, season ticket prices went up. The product was dire. I mean, there's only so long. That that's the reason why I didn't renew because I was like, there's only so long I can keep doing this. You know, I'm spending three hundred quid for a ticket for the season. Then I'm spending all the additional money getting there and stuff at the ground and blah blah blah. And and time as well. I mean, time doesn't cost anything, but I suppose it does really. Time it is does. more. Time, time's the most expensive uh, thing of all. That's what I mean, and it's just not. It wasn't productive and. Again, they're not doing anything this season to make me want to go and pay the extra for a half-season ticket, and I'll probably won't get one next season. I mean, if we get relegated, then I'll consider it. It'd be interesting to go to Maidenhead and Dorking on a Tuesday night and stuff like that. But if we go down, we're not coming back up, not for a very, very long time. Well, there's as, as we've seen Eastley uh, on the on the telly early earlier. There's some good quality in that team, and in the uh, in the National League, there's some good quality in there. Simon, they were better than us. Yeah. I watched, yeah. The, I watched the whole game. They, they were fluid and charging forward, and it made me really think, oh, we're in some trouble. Yeah. Well, uh, equally, equally, I saw some of the Wrexham game against Yeovil, and uh, Wrexham looked a different level completely to us. Absolutely different level. Complete. I had to switch it off. It was like annoying because they were just a different level completely to us. And how we're going to get on against them? What 29th December? That's that's going to be a very tough game. So, tough Simon, game. Simon, Tuesday night against Alfreton's not going to be a walk in the park. People well, think people think we're going to turn up there and turn them over easy. I think some people have been for a bit of a shock. Because well, I, I, I don't think they bottled it, didn't they? Well, put all that to one side. But when we turn up on Tuesday night, they'll they'll be that'll be that's their cup final. They'll be going all out for that game on Tuesday night. And if the players turn up with the sort of attitude they did at Forest against Forest Green and Barrow, they'll get embarrassed. I'm yeah. telling you now, they need to go there and they need to win the battle first because it will be a battle. Because Alfreton will make it into a battle. They won't be playing pretty set plays of patterns of football and everything. Alfreton have been being our faces 
from the minute one to minute 90. And if any of our players aren't up for it, they will get shown up Tuesday night because Alfreton will be up for it. And we're uh, we're now... <laughs> Sorry, Rob, go on. Saying we're, just, we're just sleepwalking. We do it all the time and it's going to catch us at some point. And it's genuinely harrowing that next season, genuinely, we could have a league fixture of Warsaw against Tamworth. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's tough. I think if we lose to Alfreton on Tuesday again, that could be the catalyst for taking uh, Matt Sadler out. I think if there's a fan reaction after the game, there's there's going to be quite a few still there, right? I think, you know, there probably won't be as many up there as on Saturday, but still 8-900, I think that could be a catalyst if if they're even bothered. I don't know. Just to, just to quickly jump on what um, Phil and Rob were saying, I didn't renew this season either for exactly the same reason. The thing is, people people start to drift away if they they can't see the joy. If there's no hope of joy and only pain, what what's the inspiration? I just felt like I was I've been conned. Like for it's just based on. Um, so I've still got my my I've got a four year old and a six year old who go. They've got a season ticket. Obviously, it's free. Why not? Um, with my dad, I go. I've been to pretty much every home game and a few away. Um, but still, I just I felt like I needed something, and I, I, the whole thing with Sadler was like, okay, it's up to them to convince me this time, and I haven't seen anything at all. No, it's mad. I, think... I, I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss the travel. I don't miss the the boredom when I'm there watching it, and I, I don't do all that much on a Saturday afternoon, but doing nothing at the minute for me is better than driving to that stadium and watching the product that I'm having to pay three, four, five hundred quid for, which if it was anything else other than a football club that we're attached to, you just wouldn't do. Yeah. I think, I think um, it's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm su- well surprised, but not surprised if, if that makes any sense about, about Darren and Rob saying that they didn't have season tickets this year. Uh, I just, assume that you did have but um I, I totally get where they're coming from and and i mean you know when we go to watch warsaw play we know we're not going to win every week no one expects us to win every week no one's expects us to be you know put knocking on the door of getting in the premier league we're all realistic enough to know that that's not where we are as a club but uh, it honestly would and this might be a little bit controversial because it's all about the the aesthetics of football now, which is another story that i don't want to get into too much but it honestly wouldn't bother me too much if we had a couple of big lumps up front. We whacked the ball forward to them. They won headers. They knocked it down. We squeezed it. We won the ball and we created chances doing it that way. Because at least you could look at the team and go, I can see what they're trying to do. Yeah. I can see that there's a strategy and I can see that there's an approach we're taking to try and win games. And if it's successful and if it, and if it wins your games, who's bothered at the end of the day? You know, everyone used to slag Stoke off when they're in the Premier League. Uh, the, the Premier League players must have hated playing against them. Because they were in your, they were in your face. They were, you know, yeah, Delap bombarding these throw-ins in at you. They were knocking the ball up to big strikers who were getting, you know. And <coughs> if it's an if it's a strategy if it's a strategy that works and if it's a strategy that gets you results, I'm really not that bothered. What what gets me more than anything is I look at the team and I think, what are we doing? What are we trying to do to win this game of football? And far too many times over the last three or four seasons and probably beyond that, I can't answer the question. I agree. If we've got a definitive style of play and we're doing something with it, I'm not going to win every game, obviously, but if we're doing something with it, it's a definitive style of play. 
and that's how we play. I'd rather take the results and the performances, but obviously watching like at the minute, there's no real style of play, and there's definitely no real results. No. So what is that? Um, I, I just want to. I just got Barry on there. He's uh, he joined us. Um, just like to say at this point, uh, thanks for though. Thanks for the companies that are sort of uh, helping to support the channel. Um, SNS Steel Stock, uh, Laymore Windows, um, Cleaning with Class. And, uh, and the Smashburger boys, of course. So uh, thanks for all those that are giving us support. Um, if you want to help support the channel and help me through the pain, that'd be good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the biggest problem, as you say, Rob, is, um, or, or Phil, sorry. You don't have to play like Barcelona. You have to just do what you need to do to get the results. We we all love to see Brazilian passing the ball around, lots of flair. But in League Two, forget that. We just want to get out the division, the right end, <laughs> and faffing about like we are at the minute. We're likely to get out the wrong end. That's the uh, that's the problem, um, and that sort of brings me back to sort of DJ. DJ will score goals in this division. You get the ball to DJ on a regular basis. And he'll score goals in this division and we'll win matches. Last season, we saw it again and again. The Crawley game, the Crawley game and, and like a 94th minute goal and that sort of stuff. It's just DJ gets goals. Him and Draper up front would get goals. And, oh, but I mean, Sadler, does Sadler know what he's doing? On that, oh, Simon, I think because Draper did so well, it sort of took a bit of the decision-making over the two up front. And then when all the midfielders are fit, he's got this habit where he's got to play Teamly. He's got to play Sturk. He's got to play McKenty. He's got to play Hutchinson. And he's got to play Knowles. So to get them all in the team, he has to play sort of the one up top, right? This is where my whole situation with the subs come on, right? I know whoever doesn't get in the starting eleven will be disappointed, but this is where he could use... The rotation and the the bench a lot better. Get your best starting eleven in like a four four two or a three four three three, whatever you want to do. And the and the ones that don't make the starting eleven are on the bench. And then after sort of 65, 70 minutes, he can bring them on and, and freshen it up. And like Darren read out earlier, sort of Ben Boy got this high tempo, high press. If he did that with the team selection and used the subs, because I, I can't remember many games where we've used all five subs, even when we've been losing a game. He hasn't like gone. Oh, well, I might as well put all three subs on, or if I've got four subs on there, put them on. I don't you know when to make a change. I mean, if we're struggling, we're going to lose this game right then. We're going to need to make a, a change. <coughs> Guys up front, launch the ball to them, and away we go. Um, there is the thing over DJ about him sort of throwing his rattle out the pram. But I mean, if I was DJ, fifteen goals in thirty last season and then hardly get a game this season, you can understand why he's going to throw his rattle. Well, um, I think... I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Just, just quickly, I know you like stats. I've just been having a look. I think he's actually got um, the second or third highest goals per minute. I know it's not great because he hasn't scored many goals, but he's actually scored, he's got one of the better um, goals per minute ratios in the squad. Oh, yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think he's he's been a victim of coming, you know, if he's been brought on for like the last 10 minutes. I mean, what do you expect him to do? Like, 
it, for me, it's ridiculous. And he's got to, because again, we, we discussed this like about, about an hour ago, I guess, but like the fans are on, I think the fans are firmly on, on Johnson's side, given what he did last season. And he, yeah. that, that won't change. <laughs> um, so I, 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 he's got to one, if he's going to be a manager, he's got to sort that situation out in like ASAP, I think. But I, I, I just think it's bonkers that we've, we've signed this player and he's, Kicking his heels on the bench, and or Matt or Matt or DJT are coming on instead of him. I think it's everybody. Everybody I've asked this question of has given me exactly the same reply. If you were manager of Warsaw and you'd got DJ, your most expensive, most valuable player, your most potent striker, would you set up the team to make the best of him? Of course you would. That everybody says exactly the same. So why is Matt Sadler not doing that? It's mad because he's a natural he's a natural goal scorer, which for League yeah, Two yeah. is he gets, rare. he gets goals, gets the ball into him in the box. And against Forest Green, that, that chance he had like oh no, against uh, Barrow rather. The only shot we had on target was uh DJ gets the ball on the edge of the box and gets a shot away. I think it's um it's a it's a Sadler sort of point he's trying to make. And he, he's trying to sort of stamp his authority on the team. And he's probably looking at DJ as being one of the most experienced and probably one of the sort of leaders on and off the pitch. And he's basically sort of saying, I'm the, I'm the manager. I make the decisions. So I think DJ's got the, the rough end of that stick as if Sadler's using that to like stamp his authority. And I think Darren's already sort of said about it, sort of, it's probably the wrong way to go because obviously the further he goes in his managerial career, he's going to come across players who are, are going to be a lot more difficult to handle than DJ. And you'll yeah. find that most times he'll come out on the wrong side of them. The thing is, every manager has players who, who are not going to be top of the stats, but if they're goal scorers, you're going to work away, gain him into the team. And like, how many times have you heard managers saying, oh, well, we have to manage his training, have to manage his minutes? <clears throat> oh, it's just... Oh, he... DJ was doing the crossbar challenge at the Forest Green match at half-time. I mean, what? <laughs> I, I had to look through the thing to believe what there was. Yeah. was our, top, our top signing, the marquee signing of the summer... It's literally Coco the Clown doing the crossbar challenge at half time. <laughs> Only at Warsaw. He didn't even win it. Oscar, Oscar beat him. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing with that is um, it was a crossbar challenge. He didn't hit the crossbar. He put it into the middle of the goal where he used to put in the ball. That's the. Uh, he wasn't capable of missing the target. <clears throat> in in all oh. seriousness, he, the, his inability to find a way to integrate Johnson into his starting lineup will do for him in the end. Whether it does for him this week, next week, January, or whenever, the inability. I think people have said it. The the, the fans are with Johnson. If Johnson <laughs> moves in January, of course, it'll cause carnage as well. Um, his inability to find a way to play with him in it will do for him in the end. Yeah. I think one of the things I think Lee sort of alluded to, if you do play two up front, your midfielders, 
Isaac Hutchinson is our most creative player, but if he's the only other guy in midfield alongside Sturk, if we're just playing two in the centre, um, he's not up for the fight enough, Hutch. I've got I've got a lot of time for Hutch, but at any time in the last year, if you'd have said you can have Hutchinson or Johnson in the team, I know what my answer would have been. Yeah, of course you do, because you know where the goals are coming from. Hutch has had 51 shots and scored six goals. He's, um, he has scored some good goals. Since he scored the hat-trick against uh, Gillingham, wasn't he? Since he scored the hat-trick, um, he's not at the target, has he? Can you compare his output to Knowles? <laughs> <laughs> Knowles, now... We, we do want to touch on this. We need to go because we are over time for what we were planning. Um, why is Ram not starting ahead of Knowles? And why didn't Ram get on against Barrow? Oh, mate, I reckon it's something to do with the old mates club. This is why I don't think Sadler should carry on too much longer. He's not. All the best managers are people. Pe good people managers as well. Yeah. And Obviously, you've got the situation with DJ. Nobody really knows, I don't think, what the ins and outs of it are. But he's not managing that very well. There's been other certain situations, like this stuff with Jamil Matt, potentially. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just nuts. I've got no positivity in me whatsoever about any of it. <laughs> well, I try, I try to look on the positive side of things in life, generally. But, I mean, it is... Depressing being a Warsaw fan. It's pain upon pain. Yeah. I hope I hope Traveller are watching this or uh, get to watch it on catch up because as as you can see, we're all struggling. They will be. They're, they're, I'm not saying they're watching live, Simon, but they will see bits of this because they'd be silly not to sort of see bits of this and bits of what the other guys do, like. One pod behind and yellow ribbon and all the rest of them, because it's a way of them gauging what the fans are, are really thinking. Because let's face it, we've got an SLO who's part of the old club of yeah. we're all friends. We and I don't think he's fit for purpose. I mean, it's that's the, the only. Club. It's the, well, he's, I think Lee. I don't think anybody else wants to do it. Well, you never know. There's, people would do it, I suppose, if they got like a clear sort of set of what, what they would do. I mean, I've said in the past there's there's an ideal candidate that's sort of part of this chat tonight, but Cheers, I, won't that, I won't go down that I won't go down that route because only if he wears his shorts. I'll, I'll just get told <laughs> off. Oh, but, yeah. but on, on a serious note that need that does need addressing Simon because if the if the club doesn't want to sort of come out and give videos, which I understand, and I think Darren put a tweet out earlier in the week or last week about don't expect the club to be coming out every five minutes and doing an update on set performances and everything. But the way it's gone and the way they've gone totally silent, he's not on either. Is it at no. all? Well, we're supposed to get regular updates, weren't we? That's well, all gone yeah. quite. And I always thought the SLO, part of his job was to go back to the board and relay what the fans were thinking, what the sort of the mood was, the issues and all that. Well, there's him, no point I'll having him to come on. I asked him, asked Graham to come on. He didn't want to come on. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. 
Yeah, but just going back going back to what Leisha said there, I don't see any point in having an SLO role at all. It's just a tick box. If all they're going to do is reply to you because the, the pies are a bit cold or the, the, the queues at the ticket office are, are, are a bit long, that, you know, yeah, okay, that, that, that's, that's issues that might matter to some people. But the matter that really concerns us all is what's going on on the pitch. And if and if the SLO is not is not passing on emails and messages from supporters to the the powers that be that we're not happy and things aren't going well, I see no point in the role at all. No, I think it's just one of many things. Um, I'd just like to thank Percy who's um, contributed some super thanks. If anybody else wants to uh, contribute to the pot, that would uh, that would be appreciated. Um, Simon, the last time we had a definitive pick? style of play was uh, Dean Smith. Oh, can we get Dean Smith back? What do you reckon, Simon? Can I just jump in? Yeah, go on. Um, I think I, uh, we, we just talked about the SLO not passing things up. We don't know that for one thing. Um, he might not have responded, but to say he hasn't passed it on. But I think we we know that, and I think we should should capture that. I'm I'm probably one of the uh, lesser critics because I think it's an impossible job. I think um, I think we talked tonight um, a, a number of times about he can't win in in many ways. But it would have been good for him to to be here or been seen to be here. You capture a lot of, of views here, and I think the fact you invited him and he turned it down is a big miss. Um, I think to be seen and to and to be seen to be listening would have been would have been really positive. So I'm, I'm not going to criticise him because I think it's a genuinely impossible job. But I think not coming and being seen to be listening was a miss. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think as, as sort of Lee's touched on, really, Graham has, has said himself he's not a sort of like a media guy. So. Um, but I mean, and, unless somebody puts herself forward and says they want to do that role, um, all I do is like support Elias on the closing and name, speak to your fans. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're in 2023, not 1923. Like, the internet's a thing, social media's a thing. If you're not up with you, don't do it. And I mean, it might be an impossible job, but don't take the job. But he's mates yeah. with them all, and he's not supporter elected, he's been elected by the board, he's been cherry picked because of. One who he is, oh, two potentially how he is, and well, we all know he sits, he sits with the directors, not with the supporters, doesn't he? Well, yeah, for all intents and purposes, he's not a supporter, he is an officer. I mean, there's one that sticks in my head, I think, Tranmere, for example. Don't know who they are, but whenever we've played Tranmere, they're supporter, he is an officer on Twitter, and he's giving us all information about where to go, where to drink, yeah. where to park, what to do, blah blah blah. All Graham seems to put in up there is Saddlers. Yeah. Like he's not communicating with the fans, and he's not. Yeah, apart from it, there's a special offer on. He wants us to buy something. Yeah, I think well, the, no is what he's doing. The profiteering, the profiteering during such dire dire times is. Uh, I'm finding that quite frustrating. Um, I am mindful of time because we sort of uh, we over our normal level. Um, on a on a end our show tonight with some uh addy burns has just put a comment on here and it's sort of uh it's nice to hear the name ray graydon 
Uh, Ray Graydon said footballers aren't the brightest, so keep it simple. Constantly rotating players and systems is clutching at straws. Yeah, Addy, I agree 100% with that. Um, and as someone who, who I played at a half-decent level when I was back in the day, which was admittedly it was a very long time ago now, but um, that was always the big thing for me. Keep keep the messages simple. Go out onto the pitch knowing exactly what your job is and keep <laughs> it simple. And don't chop and change too much. So I agree I agree 100% with that. 4-4-2, yeah. bring it back. 4-4-2, you know what Stephen says? 4-4-2 never fails. <laughs> And uh, if we'd have been playing 4-4-2 with uh, Aramidi Alti and DJ and Draper up front, we'd have been getting lots of uh, lots of goals, lots of action. <clears throat> Trying to complicate it too much, aren't we? Um, right then, right then fellas, that's, um, that's been a good show. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, good to see Lily representing the, uh, the young voice. Uh, I was going to try and get Stephen on, but he's uh, been pulled to the pub. So, <laughs> uh, so will we ever get some joy? That is the question. Will we ever get some joy? How are we going to turn it round, boys? How are we going to turn it round? Notts County, Tranmere, Accrington, Crewe, Wrexham, Grimsby. Two then points. Morecambe, Stockport, Accrington and Sutton. It's mm, um, it's going to be a tough old uh, it's going to be a tough old Christmas, isn't he? Yeah. I, I genuinely think this season more than any other season, we are very much in danger of it happening this season. Yeah. I, I agree, Rob. I, I, do you know what makes me worry even more? There's no basket case club in the league this year, yeah. like an old um, or Scunthorpe. Um, there's no like a crazy club, so that makes me worry even more. To be honest, well. With you. No, no, you're wrong there, Darren. It is. It's Sutton, but they've got seven points in the last five games. Yeah, I mean, they're not cut off with three points, are they? Like, oh, I mean, no, no, no. Before, oh, yeah. we, we got lamped 4 0 by them, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't, it makes me uneasy that there's not like some club that's going, you know, going out of business or something in the league. Yeah, um, we, are, um, we are in trouble, aren't we? On the positive. If we get relegated, we can put a 3G pitch inside the ground and actually rent it out for seven aside in the week. So at least the Americans can make some more extra money. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But uh, as I say, thank you very much for coming on, guys and girls. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back for our next fan chat, which will be um, the Sunday after our game against Grimsby so that'll be uh, 2nd of January I think and hopefully we'll have some smiles what do you reckon we're not we're not expecting them are we I, I think we'll know a lot more about Sadler's managerial credentials by that date he'll either be gone or yeah, he'll either be gone or he's turned the corner yeah so well yeah. if if we beat if we beat Alfreton on Tuesday which is a big if um the prospect of going to Southampton, that'll sort of give everybody a boost. And uh, maybe it'll give all the players a boost as well with that coming up. So we might get some uh, results out of it. Um, if we lose to Alfreton, then uh, we are going to be in trouble, aren't we? Yeah, we are going to be in trouble. 
Right then, thanks very much for watching the Join the Pain. If you haven't subscribed already, press that subscribe button, join the journey, um, sharing the pain, as I say. Um, <laughs> if you want to contribute to the channel, that's good with super thanks. Um, if you want to be represented on the channel um, as a partner, um, get in touch and uh, we can help to promote your business and all that. Right then, Wolfsman TV, we're off. Thanks very much. The joy as well, just before you shut down, just happy Christmas, everyone, and happy Christmas to all the Warsaw fans out there. Have a great oh. Christmas and a great new year. That, thank you very much for that, Phil. I'm, I'm going to do a separate one for that, but I mean, from all you guys, that's good. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas, hoping for some uh, some special presents, um, of points on the on the on the table. That'd can I just mention there. something? Can I just mention something quickly as well? Ah, yes. Um, I, so, I think I know what it is. Yeah, the last two or three years, I've raised, well, helped to raise some funds for Warsaw Outreach that provide hot meals, especially like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day for homeless or those in need in like the Warsaw area. I'm doing it again, so I've put a note on Twitter. I'll put it on other sellers and whatever later on. Okay. Uh, if anybody wants to contribute, if you could just put a link to to my page or whatever and uh, see what we can do. I think last year we raised. A thousand pound from over a thousand pound um and i know they're spending i think they're spending about a grand a month at the minute on food so if anybody can give anything at all then yeah. it will go towards a, a good cause okay um just a, a thought on that as well uh in with uh maz and uh what she's doing for water outreach as well we are trying to get samosa saturdays up and running so we're, where we come along with some samosas and sell them outside the ground to raise more more sort of raise money for water outreach as well um i did talk to the club about it and we we're going to try and get it in and around the ground but they were they give us a bit of a pushback really which is a bit disappointing um <laughs> I, I got a i got a yes from them i got a yes from uh stephen gamble and then i got another yes and then uh some other guy came back and said oh now you can't do it then because we're going to be busy i'm thinking well, that's the ideal time to do it, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, I, I'm partially to blame there. I haven't chased that up. I think that will be happening, so uh, I'll promote that when it uh, when it comes round as well. But yeah, support Rob. That's a good one. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, lads. See you in a bit. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.